But those are the elements of a complete balanced human diet. Now, your exact ingredients in those elements and what you tolerate is going to be colored by your um, microbiome, which is going to be colored by your culture a little bit. Welcome back for another episode and another week of the Game of Life podcast. All you Game of Lifers out there, thank you for your support. We have the second part of the Kate Shanahan World's Top Nutritionist podcast coming at you. If you thought last week's episode with Kate Shanahan was awesome, well, you're in for a treat. A healthy treat, that is. We covered Dwight Howard's candy addiction and going from 22 Hershey bars to not even eating sugar. How she got Kobe Bryant to start drinking and making his own bone broth. We touched on veganism in the NBA, keto in the NBA, and how it affects professional athletes. But okay, like I said, you thought last week was big? Here's what's coming up on this week. The second half is chock full with goodies. We'll go more in depth on veganism in the NBA. We'll go into the keto diet and how it affects professional sports athletes. Should they be using it? Should they not be using it? Should you be using it? The best chefs in the NBA, the players are the best cooks. Find out a little bit behind the scenes, cool information. How you can repair and regenerate your genes, like literally your genes. Nine ways to increase your metabolism which means you'll be burning fat like a machine, and transform your DNA, like regenerating your genes, transforming your DNA. It's like making you superhuman, and that's all done through food and your personalized, customized diet. And the ultimate superfood fruit that you've never heard of from Thailand. Check this out. Like I said, also customize the exact perfect diet to you and the sports you play or the activity level you have, no matter if you're an athlete or not. Three foods to add to your daily regimen and three foods to take out that will increase your overall health by 200%. Yeah, I didn't even believe in over 100%, but this is 200%, so it must mean something. You can do all of this very simply today. Oh, and also, I'm going to tell you how to buy a half a cow and become a man of the woods. Like me. Well, kind of. Maybe not. Anyways, all of that's coming up on this episode, the second part of the Kate Shanahan World's Top Nutritionist, Athlete of the Future Nutritionist, Nutritionist to the Top NBA Players, coming at you right now. So a really big thing in professional sports and in the NBA has been players going to become vegan now. So what do you think about that? Like how do they how are they going to be able to perform at the highest level while eating a strict vegan diet? It's the the biggest thing about that is that it's tough to get enough protein without also getting a lot of carbohydrate um and that means a lot of sugar. And for your body to deal with the sugar amount that you're getting, you know, it's, it's can be a little bit, you have to use a lot of insulin hormones. You get a lot of hormonal swings basically. And so you get energy level fluctuations, but that's, um, that's actually not the biggest concern I would have. I, I actually would be concerned that they, they wouldn't really be able to get any of the benefits of bone broth. And because of this issue with the vegetable oils, they would be um, a bit loaded up on those because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're staying away from butter and eggs and cheese and a lot of the sources of saturated fat um, and monounsaturated fat, um, then you're going to be driven towards more um, 
of the the vegetable oils. And, you know, I mean, I don't really quite understand why folks um, don't realize that, like, pretty much all the junk food is vegan, you know, compatible, like Doritos and potato chips and um, Krispy Kreme and, um, you know, (laughs) microwave popcorn. And, you know, it's like those are kind of some of the worst of the worst junk foods and um, and French fries. And, you know, and why is it I don't really understand why this has um, maintained like this era uh, aura of um, of like sanctity of being so healthy. And I really think it comes back to like Puritanism and just like doing harm or something like that. But it's a religious kind of a a sentiment and it's not really science, you know? So I I never try to argue with somebody about their religion, (laughs) but, um, like that's what it, what it is coming down to. And, um, and if I had to be sinister about it, I would say that it does support the junk food industry, right? Because it it allows, it it doesn't slow down the, the sales of all these junk foods that we know kids are eating in way too high amounts, you know, Oreos and soda and everything. It doesn't slow that down. Um, and it, uh, it supports the sales of a lot of the same old products, right? The, the vegetable oils and the sugar, right? those are both vegan. And those are the worst ingredients yeah. in the food chain. The, the, did you know 64% of the average American's caloric intake is coming from processed food? <laughs> that, you know, that explains it. Like every other country that I go to, the food tastes so much more natural and pure and fresh. <laughs> That 64% explains it right there. I go over to Japan a lot, and like every meal I have is just amazing. So I might just move over there now after knowing that stuff. <laughs> Dang, crazy. Yeah, it's we totally get gypped in this country. I mean, we, we have this hot mentality, but it's been taken over by big food and uh, and we don't grow good food anymore. It's no. so like maddening. Like, the, you know, the vast majority of our farms, like well over 90% of our farms are, are just like monoculture crop. It's not even, shouldn't even be called a farm. It should be called a factory yeah. because it's not a farm. Like a farm is supposed to be, you got plants and animals and it's an ecosystem and you're making the soil healthier. And all these, the more than 90% of America's farms do is they just deplete minerals from the soil and they sop it up with, um, with, uh, toxins. And, and that is, I mean, it's, it's not even really shouldn't even be considered if it's not a farm and what they're producing, it shouldn't even be considered food, but that's 60%. I agree. Okay, and that's exactly why I want to move to uh, like Montana in the middle of nowhere and raise my own chickens, have my own goats, everything, and just just eat my own food. Like I can't even go to Whole Foods even anymore and see the roasted Brussels sprouts without just drenched in canola oil. Now, oh, it's I'm so maddening because they grow the good vegetables, they grow the good organic vegetables, and then they just ruin it with this I, thing. I know. Hey, you know, a, a, a funny story for you, uh, a player that was he's probably with you. He's, he's a good friend of mine, played for the Lakers, Rob Sacre. Was he with you there? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really into food, yeah. He is. <laughs> he's awesome. So he's the one that's got me on buying half a cow. So instead of having to go and get your meat everywhere, he buys a half a cow and then just has it in his deep freeze or goes out and hunts in Spokane, Washington, and, and eats all his, his meat that way. So looking at the different – that's going back to like looking at all the completely different NBA mindsets. Dwight Howard, 
going out and hunting 22 Hershey <laughs> bars, <laughs> Kobe Wait. Bryant doing everything. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to go back to. I want to be primal living on the land, hunting my own food, man's yes. man. Yes. It's so <laughs> much better when you've worked for it like that. And, yeah, right? and then it seems like it's inconvenient, right. To go out and get it, but then it's, you have so much of it right there and it's better than what you get in the grocery store, even if it's been frozen for a long time, because, you know, first of all, heaven knows how long they've had it in, in their deep freezers before they take it out and give it to you. But it it was produced, you know, it's, there's nothing better than wild. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kamen was really into that too. So Chris he, was. that's who he split it with. That's who he split it with. That's right. <laughs> he told me that that's funny. Yeah, he goes hunting in Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin yeah. every summer and loads up. I just need somebody to team up with me now on this. I think that is a total man skill, though, right? You you hunt, you drag the thing back, right. you take it apart, and and you like you have to be a butcher. Yeah, or well, I guess you could bring it to a butcher. But um, if you're really the man, you know, you will do it all yourself and make sausage out of it. You grind <laughs> the thing up and use everything. That's what that's what I'm saying. I need someone to team up with me on it because I know I can't do it. I'll eat it, but I can't hunt it. That's uh, right. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the whole uh, veganism has is kind of been like a almost like a cult following because of that documentary, What the Health. And I think people have just kind of got on that bandwagon, which is complete bogus to me. But I think that's kind of where it stemmed from. Yeah, I mean, I just have to feel like you know they're playing on people's love of animals. Yeah, I feel like sure. there there is a sinister thing behind all this. I I really don't think that it's just you know, animal lovers that are putting their own money, you know, somebody should follow the money back and see where is it coming from? Because I kind of think it's, you know, ultimately Unilever and um, Monsanto and all yeah. Dow and all those evil empire type. Yep. <laughs> You're exactly right. All right. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, you want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, <laughs> I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the, the the day I got drafted when I heard my name being called. Buckle up. The Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. Okay, another thing in the NBA and in professional sports and just everybody in general that's like the craze now is a ketogenic diet and running off fats instead of carbs and 
And is that possible for a top-level performing athlete to be a ketogenic athlete? I've, I've personally tested myself with it, and I like to use myself as a test for anything that I'm going to give advice to the NBA players that I work with. And like it worked for, I mean, it was, it was okay for a while, but I like when I put carbs back, healthy carbs back into my diet, I felt just a resurgence of energy. So what, what, what's your take on the ketogenic diet in professional sports? Yeah. So it's not something that you want to do overnight. Okay. Because it, it is a big change in your body to ask it from, to switch strategies from, from sugar to fat, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's like all of a sudden just telling everybody they have to run their cars on electric, you know, and now we have to produce all these electric cars. You need a whole different infrastructure for electric cars. Well, you need a whole different infrastructure to burn body fat as well. And, um, and this gets a little bit back complicated, but back to those vegetable oils, because those vegetable oils, your body cannot use them for, those are fats that your body cannot use for energy without producing inflammation. And, um, and so they, they don't, they're not efficient fuel sources. They don't produce the ATP cellular energy the same way that monounsaturated and saturated fat or ketones do. Mm-hmm. And if you've been eating a standard American diet, you absolutely should really not just switch overnight to a ketogenic diet because I mean, some people can do it if they've, um, been fat burners all along, if they've been doing fasts periodically, like a lot of actually Mormons have a lot of success with it because they go once a week and they fast anyway. And so they're able to burn their body fat. So they're a little bit more like already in that some of that metabolism they've got already kind of lined up and ready to do it and got the antioxidants enzymes ready so they can handle burning the the wrong kind of fat that they're burning. But it's a complicated metabolic thing. So the idea of burning body fat for fuel is what the ketogenic diet is all about. And that is essential. You absolutely can't be a top athlete. Your full potential will never be realized unless you can burn body fat for fuel to the optimal, to the nth of what is possible. Um, but, but the, to jump from one extreme to the other is not going to get you to that optimal performance. And so it's a process you have to go through. And that is actually what the book that i I'm writing right now is about is how to get you from wherever you are to that that end yeah. optimal fat burner um, because it, it's going to depend on where you are what you need to do right you know as a next step so that you don't lose performance while you're making a change that ultimately might be healthy but you'll never get there if you feel bad on the way to it if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And that's another another point that, uh, that just came to my mind too. A good friend of mine is Jeremy Lin. He was probably down there in, with the Lakers with you as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. He's really into food. He's like a <laughs> he's, oh, he's a great cook. He's taught me a lot of different recipes and sous vide and steak and, and everything. But we have a friend too that is is really into into keto, and we both tried to get on on keto. And Jeremy struggled with it. Uh, a little bit more just because I think his, his background is more based in his his uh, I guess you would say like the his human diet as, as you as you uh, refer to it as is more based on carbohydrates and his body's more used to the carbohydrates and the rice and just being go- going drastically from that completely to burning fat for fuel was wasn't the optimal optimal 
use for him. Like he did, and he's he's obviously performing at the highest of high levels, so he needs all the energy he can possibly have. So would you say it's more based on figuring out, customizing exactly what each person needs to function at their highest level? Like, like basically, no- yeah, yeah, go ahead, recreating their genes. Well, there's two things that we're talking about, um, David, because what we have right now is a situation where because of these processed foods, our metabolism, even if you're a top athlete, your metabolism is not functioning I, you know, normally it, it, it is impaired and, yeah. um, uh, you can, there's ways that you can tell that it's impaired. And one of them is how do you feel when you're hungry? And if you have symptoms of, um, you know, that, that are distracting, right? Like if you get sweaty or shaky, those are, there's nine symptoms, um, that are indicating that your metabolism is impaired. You cannot access energy in your body fat properly. Um, and most people walking around are are stuck there. They're they're they've got some degree of impairment. So you got to fix that. That is that is a separate issue. You got to fix that. Mm-hmm. And then then you get to what is now you can push yourself. Now you can really be optimizing your own self for your whatever your sport is. And so the um the first question is how do you get to baseline, right? And so that's right. where we go through repairing your metabolism. And then the, uh, the next question is where do you want to go from there and how do you get there? And that's where the human diet helps. Um, so really no matter whether you are from, from Asia or from maybe a meat heavy place like Russia, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the human diet really looks uh, the the same because I it's not defined so much by macronutrients it's defined by what do you do with the what kind of what is your food so yes. it's fresh food and um you know what is your are you getting fresh everything not just vegetables but also some like raw animal products like raw fish right that's a perfect example because yeah. everybody knows the Japanese yeah. uh, don't do so badly with a very high raw fish diet. <laughs> they live a long time. Oh yeah, I used to. I used to spend a lot of time in Okinawa over there. I know. I know all about the the blue zone in Okinawa and the longevity over there. So, yeah, they they do well with their nutrition. Yeah, and, and taste. And so- so there's the four pillars of the human diet. So it's fresh food, fermented and sprouted food, meat on the bone, that's the bone stock that we talk about, and the, yeah. and the organ meats that we also kind of touched on. But those are the elements of a complete balanced human diet. Now, your exact ingredients in those elements and what you tolerate is going to be colored by your um, microbiome, which is going to be colored by your culture a little bit um, and somewhat by your genetics. But generally, it's very much the same because people have the same idea of what tasted good you right. know, as we migrated, right? So if we came out of Africa, wherever we came from, we went all around the globe like pretty quickly. And there wasn't a lot of genetic change in that small time frame in terms of how our bodies interface with the nutrition. And sure, there's people with different hair color and different skin color. Those are extremely superficial differences. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, dogs, we don't feed different breeds right. dogs very much different foods, right? <laughs> it's based on their size and, you know, whether or not they're athletic dogs and stuff sure. and their age. But um, but generally, it's pretty much the same. So the human diet is pretty very much similar no matter what. But it, where you want to tweak it a little bit is what exact is your sport. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. So, so that's where, you know, you vary the amount of protein, maybe the amount of carb, the amount of fat, the timing and, and other stuff. Yeah. Very, very customized exactly to every person's specific needs is no one's the same. And that's, that's exactly what, uh, the athlete of the future is about and why I'm so happy and proud and blessed to have you as the official nutritionist of the athlete of the future. Uh, you hit on a point there too, talking about how not all food is, uh, is created ego. It's not just numbers. It's not just calories. A lot of people are on that mindset is that they just got to hit their numbers, hit their calories. But it's, it's uh, like you said, the, the four, the four main parts and how important the different types of food is. And, also, another part is I loved in your book, In Deep Nutrition, how you talked about our our family history basically doesn't determine like how we are, how we how our genes are. You can basically alter your genes through nutrition, alter your DNA. Quick break in the podcast to go grab yourself a healthy nutritional snack, of course. Got to tell you about our sponsor for this week. We've got a new one, Glorify Apparel. My favorite brand right now. It's more than just a brand, more than just a logo, more than just awesome, comfy, super beautiful swag looking clothes glorify apparel is all about giving back and growing the kingdom of christ and giving to those who are in need all over the world so not only are you getting the super cool looking clothing and gear that i rock basically daily you are giving back to the less fortunate throughout the world 15 percent of all proceeds at glorify apparel get go directly to a wide variety of charity partners and you can check out all these partners in the great causes that glorify apparel stands for on their website at glorifyapparel.org and if you enter the code david25 at checkout you get 25 percent off the whole cart anything trust me super cool check it all out glorify apparel all right now, back to the second half of the podcast with Kate Shanahan. Time to learn what you need to be eating daily. Let's go. And Jeremy Lin is like a perfect example of that because he's taller than his parents and yes. he set out to be taller than his parents. I I asked, yep. I asked him about this. I was like so psyched when he signed up with the Lakers because I was dying to ask him what he did. And, and I was like, is this just a fluke or did he like seek it out? And he did. He said when he was little, he was small and he didn't yeah. like the way he was treated. People were patting on top of his head and he felt like a you know pet or, you know, he didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> so he wants to be bigger and he asked his mom what to do. And she said, I'll eat more protein, get some minerals. And he did. And it worked. And that is a perfect example of, um, you know, your genetic potential and realizing your genetic potential, right? Like you have a plant and you can give the plant the water that it needs or, and the, and the fertilizer that it needs, and it will grow tall and beautiful and fast in the sunlight and all the other things that the plant needs, the right temperature. And the same applies to people are, it's going to, the genes are going to be expressed differently because it ultimately comes down to gene expression, which is determining what enzymes get turned on for bone growth and for skin growth and muscle growth and everything like that. The genes determine that. And it's the the stuff that you do on your day-to-day choices that impacts how those genes can turn the enzymes on and off. Can they do it in this optimal ideal way that nature has designed within all of us? We all have, you know, nature has this magical ability to make us grow 
and has actually nothing to do. Part of our perfection, when an athlete has perfect geometry and they've got you know, this, um, perfect ratio of the uh, one bone to the other being like 1.618 times longer than the other in the finger bone, <laughs> limb bones and everything like that. There's a, you can actually measure a perfect body, nice. um, and quantify it, right. You can quantify how close somebody is. Um, and, um, that happens when our genes are, um, fed properly, but it is actually built into the structure of the universe. It's like, you can't have a universe without things being growing like this. DNA has nothing to do with that. That's why we see these certain recurring patterns in things like the sand dunes and in, um, you see all these recurring swirls in nature and seashells. Um, this, this has to do with like the structure of the universe as it's expanding, changing the, the way our body grows. And it's just, that's why I like, this is so like, metaphysical and it it does relate to diet because when your diet is ideal then it allows you to tap into this natural force of the universe that's going to that's there to make you strong and beautiful wow Okay, that's awesome. I wish I would have known you when I was younger, when I was growing up. Jeremy's a lot smarter than I am because I, <laughs> my parents would have hamburger helper, Pop-Tarts, and the doctor said I was supposed to be 6'6 six, because six, my dad's 6'5", and now I'm 6'2". So obviously, I was not eating the right food when I was younger. Meanwhile, Jeremy outgrows his parents big time. <laughs> but I do have to call him out. Like Whenever we're together, we will always go get some crazy ice cream or big thick shakes up in Palo Alto. So I'm, I'm calling him out on his nutrition right now. <laughs> uh, okay. This has been, this has been so much fun. I could literally talk to you for, for days on all this, but to respect your time, I'm gonna, let's, let's say three foods that let's give the general public three foods that they should cut out. We can have already talked about them, vegetable oils, whatever you think the main three foods that they can cut out, and three foods that they can add in to help them grow daily. Because listeners of this podcast are all about daily growth. And I don't want to overwhelm them with having to completely change from one thing to the next. But what can they take as, as steps on, on some three main foods they can cut out or three foods they should add? Yeah, that was great. So the first thing I would say would be um, a lot of folks don't realize that the vegetable oils are in salad dressings and mayo. So, um, you know, make your own salad dressing and um, with olive oil and vinegar and some fresh garlic, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you like, um, if you like mayo, you can get now there's um, Primal Kitchens. That's and a what couple- I got. Mark Sissons. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, so get just get rid of the regular mayo and get that mayo instead. And then you can have like, you know, a healthier breakfast. You can have like deviled eggs for breakfast oh, instead of, say, having, you know, a bowl of cereal or Pop-Tarts or oatmeal. A lot of folks don't realize that oatmeal is just a pile of sugar to your body because mm-hmm. it's all starch, empty calories. Mm-hmm. So I think I got three things with you that. You did. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> okay, what about adding them in? Yeah, so um, – my favorite uh, food is cheese, and I get. Guess- oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Goat cheese. I love. I could eat a stick if I'm on a if I'm on a deserted island. I'm having in one food I can eat for the rest of my life. It's straight goat cheese. <laughs> really? <That> is- <laughs> or coconut mana. Coconut mana is another just such a good thing people have no idea about. 
<laughs> so the best kinds of cheeses are going to be, you know, goat cheese is good because it's it's um, yes. typically a little bit more pastured, right? The, the animal is not pasteurized, but pastured, like they get the grass basically, or they get whatever goats normally eat, which is lots of leaves and things and branches. And, um, <laughs> um, and uh, so there's uh, grass-fed cows too that make um you know, better cheese. So if you, one thing to add would be like get grass fed cheese and maybe two things, grass fed, um, Mm. butter, those things will just, they're so much tastier in, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a third thing I would say is it's a nice little kind of baby step towards reducing carbs and is sprouted grain bread because it, um, yeah, because it, you can still have like your toast. You can have your uh, sandwichy type experience, but it's so much healthier of a grain because it is um, not pulverized into a flour. It is actually the intact seed is sprouted, and that makes all the difference in terms of whether a carbohydrate is good for you or bad for you. Wow. And that's a whole. For yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like everything you're talking about here, I could just ask you so many more questions and dive even deeper on it. I love it. Thank you very much. All right, rapid fire, real quick. You can just sprout out, sprout out. Listen to me talking, <laughs> thinking about sprouted bread and sprouted food right now. Spit out any answers that come to the top of your mind. Death row meal, your last meal. What are you eating? Um, this is going to sound lame, but it's probably going to be eggs. Um, (laughs) that's my favorite thing. Breakfast for any meal, perfectly cooked eggs in Mm. butter, like crispy. Um, and then I have to have chocolate in there because I'm human. Um, like I I guess, you know, something along the lines of death by chocolate because I'm on my way out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. My strategy is always, I'm just going to keep ordering until I eat myself to death. All right. Best food you have had anywhere in the world? Guessing not the Thailand frog, but what's the best you've had any in the world? Anything that just jumps to your mind? Well, this also was in Thailand. I was there during jackfruit season, and this was so long ago. I was before I knew anything about nutrition. I had a terrible sweet tooth, and jackfruit (laughs) is like this ambrosia fruit that is like an apricot married a mango and a banana. And, um, and had these beautiful babies, and there is is <laughs> the texture is um, like an earlobe or something. It's like a rose petal that's thicker than a rose petal, and it oh, like if fruit could melt in your mouth, this does. It is just so good, jackfruit. Uh, but it has to be in season. It's not the stuff okay. that they sell in the stores here is not the same. Okay, so I'll get it in Thailand jackfruit. That's I like your description of that. I've, I've been down to Singapore and they have the durian. Durian, I think I pronounced that right. It which is like the, yeah. the stinky fruit. Like a lot of people don't like it, but I love it. <laughs> I never tried it while I was there. It was it wasn't in season, so they didn't sell it. <laughs> you got to try it. Okay, what is the uh, best advice you have ever gotten for following your passion? Because you are an absolute like you are a legend at what you do. I you I think you are the the best nutritionist that I've ever listened to, that I've ever spoken with, and I mean a physician and a biochemist and an MD and everything that you do. Like how how did you decide this is what you want to do and how did you what what is one piece of advice that you could give to people about following their passion? 
Well, wow, David, thank you. That is, you're like making my head big. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's true. I'm just calling it how it is. Like, I, I know I got to let you go because I know you got to do other things today too and have a family, but I would like, I'd love to get on a call with you daily and talk to you about this stuff. <laughs> I guess, you know, the best advice is like, what, what is driving you? What's your why? You know, like, yeah. I think that the, 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 there's a guy named Simon Sinek, Sinek who talks about that. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God, that is so powerful because it helps you pinpoint why you're doing what you're doing. And it also helps people understand you better. So it, it, it's a great way to, you know, it's a great like thing to be thinking about a lot. Like, why are you doing anything? Cause you know, if the answer is money, then it's not probably the right thing. If it's only money, if that's the only answer, I mean, money's nice. We all need money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. Follow your purpose, why you wake up every morning, why you're excited to attack the day. What is that that, that gets you all juiced up? Right. What's your why? What's yes. your why? I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Game of Life. And I'm going to send this out to all my NBA contacts and teams and players. And if they are smart, they will bring you on <laughs> in some capacity because you have so much value. I well, I, I appreciate your time, David. Thank you very much. I know you are a super busy person as well. And um, this has been a lot of fun talking to you. And I uh, look forward to more. Yes, I appreciate <laughs> you. I mean, you can come over whenever you're out, out in the, here in LA. You can come be my personal nutritionist. I mean, like all this food talk we're talking about right now. I got my bone broth brewing. As we speak, so I'm going to go down there and eat all the collagen and all that goodness out of there. But uh, yeah, Kate, thank you so much. Uh, is, is there a way we can follow and support you? Any causes that we can we can support or follow everything you're doing? I'll definitely link to everything we talked about here and your books on on Amazon and your website and just every way people can get in touch with you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I, I'm not affiliated really with any causes. I, I'm not sophisticated enough, but um, yeah, it's just what I'm up to is on my website. That's all. Most of the time, I'm awesome. working seeing patients or writing books. <laughs> and you do, ha- and you do have a book, uh, another book coming out here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. So actually, Deep Nutrition is going to be available in paperback um, in like a month or two, and then it, er, early next year, the Fat Burn Fix is going to be coming out. Yes, I'm on it. I'll probably get it on audiobook because I'm the slowest reader ever, but I can listen really well. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, Kate. Hey, thank you. Thank you again so much, and uh, have a great rest of your day, and talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, David. Thanks. Big time thank you to Kate Shanahan for coming on the Game of Life podcast for episode one and episode two. Maybe we'll even have an episode three. I think we should. I think we should get in depth on Kate's top meals that she cooks. She was telling me some off the air and oh my gosh, did my taste buds get excited. Healthy, tasteful meals. A lot of people think healthy eating is just not for them because you can't make it taste good. Yeah, you can. Ask Kobe Bryant. Ask Dwight Howard. Ask the top athletes in the NBA. But it all comes down to how much you care about improving. And I know all you Game of Lifers out there do. I know you are about making yourself the best version of you that you can be. And I know that term kind of gets overplayed or like, why do you need help or life coach? And in my model that I've been working with NBA players on for over 10 years, and now this off season right now, I have the, have the ability and have the blessing to be able to work with some of the top NBA players in the whole league 
I won't mention the names to keep them private right now, but seeing their outlook on every single day, we call it win the day. And it can just be something small that you add. Because I know it can get overwhelming thinking, okay, I got to do this and that and that and that and that. And then my whole day is predicated on how do I make myself better? But then I don't have time for anything else or time to think about anything else. But if you can add one little thing, one little thing each day that you know made you better, you won the day. And then over time, over time, it's consistency, consistency, a lifestyle of consistency that's going to get you to where you want to be and to reach your goals. And what I also tell my NBA players, hey, there's going to be a lot of doubters out there. There's going to be a lot of people telling that you can't do something. A lot of people, but they don't believe in themselves. That's why they tell it to you. So if you listen to them, then you just fall into the trap. But if you realize, hey, I can do it. I have the willpower to do it. I have the plan of the Lord behind me in my back pocket, helping me every step of the way. You can do it. Set your goals high. Don't let anybody tell you no. All right, that's me on my pedestal. I hope that sunk into some of you guys out there. Game of Lifers, thank you so much for your support and coming on each week and helping me grow and helping spread the word. Tell your friend, tell your family, tell anybody you know at the water cooler, wherever it might be, check out the Game of Life podcast because we want to keep getting on top level performers, entrepreneurs, athletes, everything. And I've got a list, about six to seven lined up people coming on this podcast that yeah you'll probably only hear on Tony Robbins and and probably not even on that because they don't get NBA players so we have a huge list coming up for you but I need your support I need you to go to iTunes give that five-star review let me know any questions any people that you want to have on here who do you want to learn from because I want to keep learning and it's all a process in a journey that we're going through together so everything on this podcast Kate Shanahan Version 1, version 2 will all be linked in the show notes. You can check that all out. Follow everything Kate's doing. Make you some delicious bone broth. And have a great week. Remember, Game of Lifers, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.